And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. She again bare uh, his brother Abel. And Abel was the keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. The Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? Why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall not thou be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. But unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, came to pass from there in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Bitterness can take you a long way. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now thou art cursed from the earth, which hath, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground that shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength, a fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. Think about it. This is the first human death in earth ever. It's a murder. The very first one. Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. The Lord said unto him, that, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out, this is about the saddest part here, from the presence of the Lord, and dwelt in the land of Nod and on the east of Eden. Let's go ahead and pray. Father in heaven, Lord, again, I love you. Lord, I ask for your blessing upon the service tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd be glorified and honored. Help me to stay true to your word. Lord, I pray this would be help, that would help us in our walk with you, that it would draw us closer to you. I pray this time would not be in vain. Please use it. I pray your word and your spirit would have free course in our hearts and, and, uh, and do a work. Lord, if there's anyone here who has never truly been converted, Lord, I pray for that conviction and that drawing, that even this evening they'd repent and place their faith in Jesus Christ. Again, Lord, please work. I pray and ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. So we have the event here of Cain and Abel, a fairly well-known biblical story because of really how dramatic it actually is. The very first death on the earth is a murder between two brothers. It, you, you have all the, 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 the intrigue that takes place in this, of, of what takes place in a human heart, the, the jealousy, the bitterness, the anger. Just imagine that you're there when this offering is to be accepted before God. You're making an offering before God, waiting for God to accept it, fully expecting that God will accept your offering. Um, you believe that as you come with it, that this is what God is going to accept. You come with the work of your own hand. You're waiting for, 
fire to come down. I think that's most likely. I don't know for certain. The Bible doesn't tell us how God, what God used to accept their offerings. I think it's, it's reasonable to assume at this time in history that it was fire that came down. We can see Leviticus, Judges, 1 Kings, several places. And, and again, I'm not sure how it was, what God did, but for the sake of this illustration, to put it into our mind, I'm going to assume fire came down from heaven. You're there with your brother. He has his offering. Both of you waiting for your offerings to be accepted before God. And sure enough, the fire falls. Yours is rejected. And your brother's is accepted. God denies your offering. You think I've worked the ground by the sweat of my brow, toiling, offering up to God a portion of my work, and yet it's rejected. You have to be very careful when you're right there. To protect against those feelings of bitterness, anger, wondering why your brother's offering has been accepted and yours has been rejected. There's an angle here that I want to... There's a lot in these verses, as we know. If I was to actually go through and teach this, we would be in in this section uh, probably for several weeks. But I want to look at one particular angle here. uh, A major lesson of these verses shows us that there is an acceptable way to worship God and there's a wrong way to worship God. It's not any way that you pick. It isn't. There's an acceptable way to come before God, and there's ways that before God are not acceptable. That it is rejected before Him. We have the idea today, it's just however, just however, it's simply not true. It never has been in all of human history. Has that ever been true? Yet, that, that line of thought, that ideology has come strong in so many churches today that it just doesn't matter. We can choose our own way and how to worship God. <clears throat> the fact is, much of what Christians offer to God today will be rejected. And they're going to see that clearly when it comes to the judgment seat of Christ. So the question then is, is your offering, what you're offering before God, by how you live your life, is that accepted or rejected? Is your religion true or false? In our text, we have a tale of two men. Of one man's offering that is accepted. One man's offering that is rejected. So let's take a look at this here. Why one is accepted and one is rejected. The first thing I want us to notice about Cain and Abel is some things they had in common, some commonalities that are here. I think to understand the magnitude of the reason Cain's offering was rejected, you also have to see Cain and Abel, their life. Many times we think those who are rejected of God are so much different than us. Yet as we take a close look at this, it can be indistinguishable between those who are accepted and rejected. Here's some things that were common between them. They were both raised in the same house. Cain and Abel's mom and dad is Adam and Eve. The ones who walked in the garden, who walked with God. It is very likely, apart from Solomon and the Lord Jesus Christ, that the man with the most wisdom on this earth was Adam. 
That's his dad. That's who raised him. He raised Abel and he raised Cain. They grew up in the exact same house. Both, as we see at this time, the Lord would talk with both. Cain is not shocked when God talks to him. That's not something new. Think about that. There's not one of us here who we have actually heard God talk to us. Please don't come to me after and say you heard God talk to you. You drank too much that night. I don't know what you did. But we're talking the actual voice of God. They both experienced that. They both then received the exact same religious instruction. This is not, we're going to see, this is not a case of ignorance on Cain's part. He's making an assumption and he's wrong. They both had the same religious instruction from God and from Adam. They were taught how to approach God. We're going to see one figured out. I can change it. It's okay. God will accept it. Obviously, they both profess Jehovah God. I mean, think there's in some ways they have a lot of advantages at this time. And it also teaches us how that really doesn't matter. What is so important is the heart and the direction you take your heart. There's no isms here to pull any of them. There's no Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, the Muslim religion doesn't exist. There's no Buddhism. There is no, you know, there's so much, there's no drug problems. There's no, none of that even exists yet. But the issue isn't actually those things. It's our heart. They both would have worshipped at the same place. Both, as we see in the story, were faithful to attend at the appointed time. When it was time to be there, they were there. Both bring an offering. Yet again, even with all that is common, one was rejected, one was accepted. Now, what are some of the differences between the two men? that led to the rejection. First off, we can see a difference in their approach to God. Abel came to God, and we learn this, by the way, as we put together the Old Testament with what happens in the New Testament and what instruction would have been given to Adam right here. Um, with what God ended up giving the instruction to Israel and whatnot. So we know when Adam, with the offering he came with, Adam came to God knowing he was a sinner and there needed to be a sacrifice. Knowing this is how God would need to deal with him, this is how he needed to approach God. Cain does not come with that type of offering. He basically comes to God simply as his creation. Acknowledging his duty to make an offering to God because God is creator. But he did not come as a sinner. So their approach, based on what offering is given, is different. We can see a different mindset 
Remember, they received the same religious instruction. They understood how to approach God. We are, we are accountable before God for what we know, for what light has been given. Therefore, him that know to do good and do the not, to him it is sin. <clears throat> so Abel's offering, there's a difference between the two offerings, obviously. Abel's off, offering spoke of death, a substitute, knowing this was necessary. Again, this is what God established to help cover man's sin until the Lamb of God would finally arrive 4,000 years after this. So he comes with that appropriate sacrifice that he knew God would accept. Coming as a sinner, knowing there has to be this blood sacrifice before God. Cain's offering spoke of the fruit of his own hand. His works, what he did, he brought no blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no missions of sins. doesn't matter how hard you work with the work of your own hands. That is not the approach to God. It is humbly coming before Him, recognizing that you are, in fact, a sinner. You don't have your own thing worked out between you and God. He doesn't think, basically, you're a good person. As long as you maintain that attitude, you'll never come to God in the acceptable way under conviction of your sin. We learned some lessons from their offerings. Abel's offering. Let me think. It's in Hebrews. Let me see. I can't quote the verse. Let me go to Hebrews chapter 11. It's verse, just in the first couple of verses, three or four there, is going to be addressing this. Verse 4. We see Abel's offering. What we learned from it, it's by faith. By faith. Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Abel brought an offering by faith. Faith in what? What was coming one day? A coming Messiah. Of what would take place. Of of that very day when John the Baptist would proclaim, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Spoke of faith. And you know what's amazing? Uh, there, there's so much here that I learned from this, meditated upon. I mean, think about this. God would directly talk with them. And yet Cain still rejected. You know, it reminds me when uh, the rich man went to hell. And, and him pleading uh, um, uh, um, uh, about his family needing salvation, which is great. And Abraham saying, listen, if they're not going to hear basically the word of God, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. And that's true. People think, well, if I just heard God's voice, this is a man just like you are, that hears God's voice, but he still chooses to reject. Because in my mind, it's their faith, if you will, 
and, and this is from a human standpoint right now. Understand this. As I read this just from a human standpoint, it's as if their faith is easier than what my faith is today. I mean, he heard God's voice. I mean, I get to too, don't worry. I have this. He did not have this. Do you understand that? And even with that in place, his heart chose darkness over light, just like we have in the New Testament. Men love darkness rather than light. So it's not always simply the knowledge that you have. Remember, I've dealt with that many times, how you can have a great abundance of light, but if you're blind, it doesn't matter. Giving the most powerful flashlight in the world to a blind man doesn't help him. His eyes have to be open first. Abel's offering spoke of faith, which, as we know, that's key to any acceptable offering before God is faith. Cain's offering had nothing to do with faith. It had to do with his work. Our actions and our service before God should be based on our faith in what God has done and what God's going to do. Our actions should not be because it's what my parents make me do. It's because it's all I've known. It's because I found comfort in the social aspect of this. That'll never be accepted. It's about faith in God. It deals with the relationship with Him as to what is accepted and what is rejected. It's seeing God as your God and responding based on that in faith. Not just, it's, it's how I grew up. It's not what God wants. He wants you to seek for Him. Anything offered to God apart from faith is rejected. By the way, I want you to think about this. Right now, of course, you better believe that Cain... <laughs> Cain regretted his decision. Going all the way back to the offering, let alone what took place when the bitterness came in and killing his own brother. Another lesson from their offerings. Abel's again spoke of faith. Cain's offering did not. Spoke of his own work. His own sweat. Abel offered something that really cost him. It did. We know from the text that Abel offered his best of what he had, while Cain really had more of a much, much more casual approach about what he offered to God. Something of value to Abel had to die. It's kind of like the difference between the pig and the chicken when the farmer's getting ready for dinner. Where the pig is... Shaking in his boots and the chicken's fine. You say, well, what was the difference? The chicken just has to give a donation. The pig's getting ready to be sacrificed. Abel was willing to give a donation to God. I mean, Cain was. Cain was willing to give a donation to God where Abel was willing to sacrifice. Something that cost him. Today, I mean, let's face it, more and more, it's not about giving our best before God. It's just giving a little donation to God. I mean, we have even churches being established on that premise. 
Don't we have to, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to change anything. Why would you not want to change before God? Listen, this is a lesson here where you, you see so clearly that God wants your heart. He wants passion behind your service. Not just something out of duty, because He's the Creator. Cain's life was self-centered. It becomes even more clear when he kills his brother over it. While Abel's life was, in fact, God-centered. To the point he is mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, the verse we already read, in the, the heroes of the faith. Again, but people today, they want to worship God without it costing anything. Nothing. As if God isn't worth it. I'll come to God as my creator, but I'll leave it there. It's not worth it. I want to do what I want to do. So, preacher, don't, don't cross that line. We're going to cross it. <clears throat> we need the heart of David. I, I have a sermon on that. I'll, I'll preach it again. I preach it every so many years. It's probably been three or four years since I, pre- since I have preached that. About the end of where David had sinned against the Lord and, and, and the Lord had sent the, the plague. And David is going to, he's obeying God to offer the sacrifice. God said, you offer the sacrifice, I'll stay the plague. David's hurrying to do it and he goes to the field that he was directed. And, and, and when he gets to the field, uh, the man is so thrilled that King David is there. He says, listen, you take all that you need for the sacrifice. It's yours. I'm not charging you anything. The, the, the instruments, the, the animals, all of it's yours. Take it. The majority of people would have said, well, praise the Lord. Wow, God has provided. Oh, but David's response is so different, isn't it? He says, no, 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 I'm paying for everything. How dare I offer a sacrifice before the Lord if that was to cost me nothing? He wasn't about to go before God of something that did not cost him. He wanted to show God I'm serious. I'm not looking for the easiest way out to serve God. I want to show him my passion, my heart. I mean, how would you like it if your spouse for your 50th wedding anniversary went and found something free for you? Look, what a blessing. It didn't cost me anything. Thank you for 50 years. Well, that would go over well. No, you would look for something expensive. Nice. You would look for something on purpose that cost you. And yet we expect less from God. So we see Abel was willing to sacrifice. It cost him. So there's a lesson with this. Think about this for a second. This goes opposite of the way that we're taught, many times even in independent fundamental Baptist church. Think about this. When you put this together, God does not judge you by... God does not judge what you are by what you do or say. He judges you what you say or do by what you are. It starts with the heart. That's what he measures. It's from that it flows. So, so you say, well, I don't, I don't get that. In other words, it's coming back to the relationship with God. It's not performance-based. It's relationship-based. That's going to be the key.
Again, I, I remember going back to my teenage years and coming out being taught the opposite of that is true. Very much performance-based before God. That my works, like Cain, would be accepted. The toil of my brow. The sweat of my brow. Let's get that right. My brow doesn't do anything work, actually. It just sits there, goes up and down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just stop. All right. <laughs> I've got to have one a day, so that's, that's mine. <laughs> Steve, don't say anything, brother. I'll make you come up here and put a glass of water right here. We can all watch you fall down, all right? Listen, it starts not with your performance. It starts with the relationship that is to lead to your performance. Don't switch those. There's so many places that can be performance-based. A lot of times it just leads, just like came with a bitterness in service, a hardness to service, and many times the first out there is, they're gone, and it's extreme. It's not just a little, it's not just a little departing from God. I mean, it's extreme. It's murder. Because the whole motivation behind it has been wrong. And it gets to a point where it's just not, you've been thinking, you've been doing all this work, all this time, it's just for a waste, and you're done. You never understood what it was about. And then the difference in their end, and I'll finish with this. You know what's interesting? Look at verse 7. Even though Cain's offering is rejected, the Lord still shows grace. If thou doest well, um, shalt not thou be accepted? He says, listen, you can change this, Cain. It's all right. It's okay. Do right with this. I'll accept it. Straighten it out. I'll do it. He still shows grace. And he lets him know. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And that's what, when, when you're trying to serve God from a position that isn't right with your own sacrifice, your own works, or being performance-based of the different angles that we see from this text, I am telling you, sin is at the door. It's right there. Even, though, even if you don't see it, Cain's about, he's about ready to kill his brother. Listen, if your service has been rejected, but it hasn't started with that relationship, if it's not been of faith, if you've been trying to serve God of, of something that has cost you nothing, of the easiest way possible, instead of realizing the greatness of the God that we serve, and God said, listen, you can change it. It's all right. Change it today. You need to fix what is wrong. Don't be like Cain and blame others. My brother. Yeah. And it was just grating on him. Cain's problem was never able. It was his own heart. But he didn't want to accept that. No. Nope, not to him. He just stewed on it and stewed on it. And his mind, his problem was in his own heart. It was his brother's heart. Don't blame others for your sin. 
It's not your mom and dad's fault. It's not your, it's not your teenager's fault. It's not your children's fault. You know where it starts? In the mirror. Look in the mirror. The fact is, there's a choice to be made. You seek God and do right, you'll be accepted. If not, dangerous ground because sin lieth at the door. Sin lieth at the door. It's just waiting to grab you. And then before you know it, as we see the end of Cain, you're no longer in the presence of the Lord. That relationship, that closeness that you have is gone. It's gone. I mean, he was in a place where God would talk to him. Adam is his father. I mean, this is the first two that are born. They would have had many, many kids. I mean, Adam lived to be, what was it, 921 years? I can't remember exactly. 917, I don't know. Somewhere around there. Lived a lot of years. A lot of kids. He was in a place where it was nothing common to hear the Creator's voice. But now that's done. Driven from the presence of the Lord. You know, it's like when you're not right with God and you have that absence sort of in your life. Now, if you're saved, God's Spirit, you're, you're sealed in the day of redemption. But you know what I'm talking about. When that closeness is gone. It's not there. While Abel, of course, would have been in the presence of the Lord. Abel was a man of faith who put his faith even before his life. A life that saw his relationship with the Creator more important than his life on this earth. The first martyr in this spiritual battle that has been going since the Garden of Eden. So where are you today? Is your, what you're offering before God, the service you have, is it acceptable before God or is it rejected? Is it of faith from your heart? Willing, willing to say, Lord, whatever. Or no. Maybe you need to heed the warning. As, as the Lord said, listen, if thou doest right, shall not, thou not be accepted? Just come before him and say, Lord, please help. He'll be right there with heads bowed and eyes closed.